It's Spider-Bake about to play. Good evening. I think it's pretty late at night. It's almost good morning, actually, as we're recording yeah. this. Yeah, it's this great. is the Professor Jones and the Diggs podcast. Welcome, Danny. The Diggs is back. The Diggs is back say. in action. I don't know if it's anybody been a little says bit that, since but... we recorded the last one, but I think yeah. we think we're we're doing pretty good here. Yeah. Um yeah. Tonight we're talking Spider-Man Homecoming, which it's unique because we both saw it last night. We saw Absolutely. it about Opening the same night. time. What time did you see it? I actually, so uh, that's actually a funny story. We were planning on going to the Grove and got our tickets early on. Um, and so me and my girlfriend, Leanna, we drove to the Grove right after I got off work. And we got there and the entire place was like pitch black. And we're like, what is going on? And so we passed by the parking and they wouldn't let us in so i talked to this guy and he was like the power's gone out in the entire grove we're not allowing anybody in call the theater to get your money back and i was like really no spider-man he's like no spider-man sir <laughs> um and so we were really disappointed and then our friends uh jack and christina um shout out to them but uh they still wanted to go and so we ended up just buying tickets to a different theater so we ended up going at 11 our time we were gonna go at 10 um and so we oh, so up, i was i was probably done with it by the time you yeah by the time we it. got there because i went at 10 which would have been nine your time so yeah interesting yeah. huh yeah. blackout down there in la every yeah same thing rogue one i had the fire alarm go off and they evacuated us and put the women and children into the boats first and <laughs> um no but uh yeah it's it's so funny isn't that like, like what that's what created the hanging chad with uh vinnie vinnie chase's aquaman there was that whole day of of blackouts and uh the, oh, the recordings yeah. of the numbers yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a very obscure uh uh entourage, entourage reference, reference if anybody's yeah. familiar with that show not the best show in the world but uh there's things if i don't love it, it. Yeah, yeah i just seriously enjoy that show so much and it's 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 a guilty pleasure yeah. In every sense of the word. If Michael Scott friends. loves it, I love it. So it's true. Entourage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're talking. We're talking uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming tonight. Um, but we are going to roll through with a couple burning desires here. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And I, I'm looking really forward to what Danny has to say because I know that he was really prepared with his. So, uh, <laughs> so it's going to be super. <laughs> This is a total spur of the moment podcast. So if there's background noise and stuff, we it's it was very spur of the moment. We got this thing to work. So uh, anywho, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go forward with mine. So my burning desire this week um, is about a website that has pretty much controlled the box office numbers as of late. And um, it is a way in which people are able to see reviews, but they look at one percentage. They look at one number, and that determines if a movie is good or not. And so I'm talking about um, the website Rotten Tomatoes, um, and I actually wrote a paper about it um, for my undergrad when I was taking – I can't remember what class it was. Anyway, um, but – it's an interesting, interesting website um, because what basically happens is that there's something like 100 to 150 critics that their uh, the reviews are taken into effect or taken into consideration, and Rotten Tomatoes takes all of those 
uh, reviews and then puts them into one percentage as to how many people liked it and how many people did not. So the only thing that's being taken into consideration is whether these people liked the movie or didn't, whether they thought it was a good movie or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't understand. So if you're listening to this right now and you didn't realize that's what Rotten Tomatoes is all about, then I'm glad that I could inform you. Um, But for a lot of people, they might. But either way, if you see a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, that doesn't mean, hey, that's like a C-minus type movie. That means that literally 70% of critics thought it was a good movie. So, and I know we talked about Alien uh, Covenant last week, um, and... You know, if somebody were to take my take my review into consideration for Alien Covenant, I don't think it's an awesome movie. But yes, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. So yeah. I would I would be part of that seventy percent because I believe it got something like yeah, a you would have said it is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll let you. What do you What do you think about Rotten Tomatoes? What, do you think it's a good website? Do you think it's a bad website? Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's it's good and bad. Um, there's been times in my life that I've gotten kind of frustrated with it recently um just because people are so obsessed with it nowadays if something's not certified fresh by rotten tomatoes or it's not on like the the cover of the blu-ray when it comes out you know they do that whole you know fancy thing uh then it's you know it's not a good movie if it's not certified fresh and stuff like that so that's kind of irritating to me uh, sometimes just because i'll check like the scores to some of my favorite movies from the past that they kind of just um, I guess got around to scoring like Speed Racer is my favorite movie, and I think it has like a twenty percent or something like that, and, yeah, and stuff like that. And so, and I understand, but uh, I think people nowadays base they they put way too much judgment upon that Rotten Tomato score. Um, and things didn't used to be like that. You used to see a commercial um, or a trailer while you're watching, you know, the news or you're watching the Super Bowl, you saw an amazing movie trailer and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you'd be like, I'm going to go see that when it comes out. And then you go see that movie. Instead, nowadays, we have such a different kind of film realm that's just like it. People sit around, they have to watch and wait for that score. And it actually determines whether they're going to go to that movie or not. Like King Arthur, I think we even talked about doing a podcast for that. It scored so poorly on Rotten Tomatoes that it made me not go to the movie. <laughs> yeah, neither of us. We both saw that Rotten Tomatoes score and decided, ah, maybe not. Yeah. You know? And that's disappointing, kind of. Because, you know, I wish I could have gone in there with more of a, a, fresh, a fresh mind. I wanted no to be intended. the certified friend. <laughs> 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 um, you know, just give it one tomato. That's really all we're asking here. Um, no... Okay, so so my feelings on that website are I think I think that it's a good website for what it is. I think that that's a good ranking system, and um, I like that so many people look at it. I don't think that people should should take their entire you know look at that as just complete proof that movie's gonna suck. Yeah, no yeah. way I'm gonna go yeah. see it, or you know something like um, Spider Man Homecoming got like a ninety two ninety three percent. And you look at that and you're like, oh, this movie's going to be the best movie ever. And it's not that either. It ends up yeah. being like, I mean, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll spoil that a little bit. Like, I thought that Spider-Man Homecoming was pretty good, you yeah. know. But um, yeah. so my, my view on it is that I think that people follow it a little bit too closely. But the one positive thing that I do like about it is that it definitely calls out the 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 production companies, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. It calls them out on their bluffs. It's like, here's the deal. You have to live and die by this one percentage that's going to determine whether your movie's good or not. And so if you get a really crappy percentage on Rotten Tomatoes, people aren't going to go see your movie. And it forces movie companies to actually produce and make good movies or else they're not going to go well Mm because people aren't just going to look at a trailer and be like, that looks pretty good. I guess I'll Mm -hmm. go see it. You know, Transformers is a great example of that. Terrible Rotten Tomatoes score. Did pretty well in the first week and it's completely just – John. Die bombed after yeah. that, and because so that's, some that's people the don't thing check, that I do like about Rotten Tomatoes. Some people don't check Tomatoes. that score. Some people don't check that score initially. They go see mm-hmm. Transformers opening weekend, but then once that word gets out, it's just over. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I, I wanted to start that conversation about Rotten Tomatoes because I think it's super important in movie culture right now. But I also think that a lot of people don't truly understand what they're looking at. You know, yeah, I've had I've had tons of people be like, oh, 70 percent like, you know, like looks it must be a de- halfway decent movie. And I'm like, you realize that means 70 percent of people thought it was a good movie, you know, 30 yeah. percent didn't like it at all. Um, and it, but that also goes for our ranking. You know, it's like if it were better, better or worse in School of Rock, you know, what do yeah. you say? I think so that I, I honestly think that ranking system is uh, is a little bit better, though. <laughs> you know I, better well, I do too yeah if there was a website that i could go to and it just said better or worse than school of rock it, it, it's easy for me you know that makes things a lot easier <laughs> than oh 70 percent, 60 percent. i'm unsure it's like it's either better or worse <laughs> you know well the thing about that ranking system is that if it's worse than School of Rock, pretty ambiguous. It could be a lot. It could be a lot worse. Could be like not that bad of a movie. It's just it's okay. You just but, never know. Yeah. But if it's better than if School of Rock, you School know Rock. you're in for a good. You point know it's going to be a School good one. of Rock is awesome. Oh, it's so, so good. I love School. And Rock. I think we've only had one movie that was better, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Two, and it's like, hey. It's a sweet movie. I highly recommend that to anybody. So absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyway, we better move forward. But yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, yeah, I like I that. To inform anybody about I'm happy that. Happy you brought that um, up. That's a that's yeah, a really good. Yeah. That's a good topic. Go ahead of with discussion. your. Uh, go ahead with your burning sensation. Um, <laughs> burning desire. Game of Thrones. Oh, I. So funny. I was actually just listening to the Game of Thrones soundtrack on the way home from work. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. Yeah, I'll stop here. Um, I don't know. I just I thought that's that's literally it. That's my burning desire. Game of Thrones comes back uh, back to television this coming Sunday. Um, or not this coming Sunday, but um, next Sunday. Is it two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, it's two weeks. And uh, no, it's next week because you're yeah. in town. Yeah, it's anyway, next week. That's great. It's next week. <laughs> it's next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I'm I'm stoked. Like getting to getting to watch last season with you and 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 Jim. We almost watched every episode together. Uh, just about, yeah. That gosh, that last season was just incredible. But I guess uh, I'll just kind of leave it open. Like overall thoughts of what Game of Thrones has been um thus far as we kind of move on into these last these last two seasons these last couple short seasons Mm -hmm. gotta stay spoiler free on this i don't want to blow anything for anybody um but uh i would say that game of thrones occupies this space in my mind i don't want to say it's my favorite show ever 
but it is up there, yeah. you know? I don't know if I've ever had a TV show or a miniseries. Well, I mean, it's not TV. It's HBO, so we'll have that, you know, be clear on that. It's not but, delivery. Uh, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> delivery guy. Hold the door, please. <laughs> um, anyway, um, it's it's really good. I love Game of Thrones. I don't think I've ever really had a show that the first season – um, it completely just blew my mind. I was so into it from beginning to end. And, um, most of the following seasons had that effect on me. I kind of, I kind of fell off a little bit in totally. season five, I think yeah. season four and five, I got a little bored, but it's also because they were just so caught up in the books and, um, they weren't moving forward, but it's also because George R. R. Martin just yeah, and that's interesting. As soon as yeah, as soon as George forever, as soon as they actually kind of started just writing, because I could talk about that forever. I know. Um, as soon as but, they actually started writing, like just like a little well, and that's bit the thing is beyond they, George R. R. Martin's stuff, it got insanely good. Yeah, I mean, season six, it's completely it, it's past what's written in the literature, and so it's. It's really good because the stuff that you want to start happening just starts happening, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, it's zip, it's now, it's wow, it's, <laughs> it's here. It's bingo, bingo, bongo, it's there. It's, it's very good. It's zip, it's now, it's how. That's from Spider-Man 3. Um, but hey. anyway, uh, but... Yeah, I, I love Game of Thrones, man. I cannot wait for this next season because I was definitely getting a little bored bored um, in the last in season five, but season six, those last five episodes were unbelievable. I know. Um, yeah, starting it right starting back. from maybe the hold the door episode. I won't spoil what that is, but um, there's there's a lot of really there's some really good moments in that show and just mind blowing. Um, it's it's almost cinema, you know. It's it's freaking really, really good and emotionally effective. The only show that I think that probably tops uh, Game of Thrones as far as a serious drama that I really, really enjoy is probably Band of Brothers. Um, yeah. Like that's yeah, that's because that. we've always been uh, very, very interested um, and captivated by it. I had that discussion with somebody the other day just about um, where Game of Thrones falls in like, your favorite miniseries or TV shows. And I actually find it hard to even rank it, like like you were talking about a second ago. I just I can't really plug it in because it's such a different kind of thing. It's not like a because I would say I would say Breaking Bad to me and Game of Thrones are like along the same enjoyment levels, um, but they're just so different that I can't even compare them. You know, they're just completely yeah. different things, and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Game of Thrones is just, I love fantasy, you know, dragons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> and dragons. Um, and dragons and magic and, and Magic and ooh-ah, and so. Let's say one word. <laughs> of course, you know, at first it's the oohs and the ahs, and, and then the it's running, the running. And the screaming. And the screaming. <laughs> Gosh, a uh, uh, little shout-out also. Uh, happy July 4th to everybody. A little, little belated July 4th. Um, good morning. Yeah. I hope everybody out there watched Independence Day. I know I did, and I do every Gosh, year. Gosh, we should have to- we just done that, like talked a little bit about... Um, did you watch any other movies besides Independence Day on July 4th? I did not. I just watched. I watched the Patriot. I watched. I watched Independence Day the night before, and then I and I woke up on a, the Fourth of July morning and watched the Patriot. Um, nice. I actually. I, yeah, it's it's always good. 
That yeah, was that was what was that number four for you? Favorite movie? Yeah, yeah. I love I love the Patriot. It's so it's good. So I have good. long since feared that the past would come back to haunt me. The cost is more than I can bear. When you start saying movie quotes, I always just let you finish them. How <laughs> 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 it goes? Uh, yeah, that's that's all I watched. Um, besides that, the day before, uh, I marathoned Cowboy Bebop. The anime with my friends, 13 hours. <laughs> oh, are you and Leanna into anime? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. If you know them, it's very apparent that they like anime. Yeah, but love it. for the listener, they might not know. Yeah, I, um, I, sat, I sat through 13 hours of Cowboy Bebop, and I had never seen it before. And I fell asleep in the last two episodes. <laughs> oh. Just awful timing. Anyways, uh, or anyway, sorry. Um, Game of Thrones, really looking forward to it. Very, very excited. Yeah, no, we should do a Game of Thrones. Like, maybe Podcast. after this season. Yeah. Maybe after this season, we'll do, like, a whole Game of Thrones talk. Because that'd be, that'd be interesting. We'll and definitely get go, one get Go one full out. spoilers on yeah. it, because it's hard to talk about that show without spoiling stuff, because, you know, pretty much... Episode nine of every single season, something crazy happens, and yeah. it's just so awesome. Um, but cool. All right, well, good, 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 burning desires there. Uh, move on, Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, we're gonna do a separate Spider Man podcast too at some point because I want to talk the about the trilogy. I'd like to the Sam Raimi ones, and then I don't even know who directed the other ones. Um, it's actually, but, I, I think his name's Mark Webb. Oh no, it is. Yeah, that's right. It is Mark Webb. Um, two Bs, uh, but yeah, it seems like that would be clandestine to be a success. So we'll do a, we'll do a two hour a two hour uh, trilogy talk, um, and then maybe just in there for two minutes or three minutes, spend on the Andrew Garfield ones. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll it be about like be like a half hour on the first Spider Man, and then about like an hour and a half on the Spider Man two, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then 10 minutes on three and yeah. 30 seconds on Garfield. <laughs> I hate, well, we can, we Never can talk about that. that. Actually, I, I would have a lot to say about Spider-Man three, to be honest, yeah. but now we're going into it and we just, we got to move on and gotta talk about on. Spider-Man homecoming because this was a very, very interesting, interesting film. Yeah. And it was hard for me to figure out how I felt about it. Um, me too. Maybe I'll let, I'll let you because I have a lot to say, but I, I want to hear what you have to say first, um, and then I can guide what I what I say from that. So go ahead. Um, okay, so just general thoughts because there's a big spoiler that we not going to reveal, um, but you know anything in the first like half hour is fair game. So. Um, I'd say general thoughts. I uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. When it got done, I this is one of those things like you were talking about with the rotten tomatoes thing earlier. I would say it is a good movie. I'd go to lengths to say it's a, it's a great, it's a great movie. I mean, it's, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think my, my thoughts on it are, it's just, it's a Marvel movie and you can feel that it is just another one of the Marvel movies. And, uh, when you go into a Spider-Man film, you're kind of expecting, at least I am, um, you, you kind of have a, a format already drawn out in your brain of what it's going to be just because of all the past films. Um, a lot of them were a little bit darker at times and had different kind of themes and a little bit more edginess. Um, and this movie was 
uh, it was really its own thing. I remember see- reading reviews about like the Breakfast Club meets um, I don't even know, but it, it had a very high school angst feel to it, and uh, there was some good action in it. But yeah, as we I guess as we talk a little bit more, I'll let you know like. I guess what I really, really thought about it, but yeah, um, more specifically, yeah, more specifically. But I would say it was a good movie. Like I, I didn't not enjoy it. You know, I, I walked mm-hmm, out yeah. of the theater going nice. I don't know if I'm going to go back to the theater to see it again. Um, but one, one main point that I think I'll maybe, maybe I'll make a couple times during this is I really liked Tom Holland as Spider Man. I thought he did. I thought he did a great job. Um, mm-hmm for the for what he was given um and also having to just uh, having to just fill the shoes step into civil war make his own movie now getting into the avengers now i have a broader picture in my head of what they're trying to do with spider-man and uh and i think he's great yeah he was i thought he was he was fine (laughs) no he was (laughs) yeah i thought he was great michael keaton um wasn't batman and I thought he was going to be. thought they were going to do a DC Marvel <laughs> crossover. He is I'm not so Batman. I'm so confused. I thought he was I just was coming so... back as Batman. It's, yeah. <laughs> or Birdman. I saw he had the wings in the trailer. I thought it was just maybe a Birdman. Gwen yeah, Stacy. Yeah, and then that chubbier guy. I thought that was going to be Ed Norton. But and then I was like, <laughs> oh, man. I... <laughs> no, Zach Galifianakis would have been the better joke to make. <laughs> but, uh, and Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Man, I'll be honest. I got a very soft spot for her. She She's is great. just She's lovable. She is so pretty. Yeah. Unbelievably pretty. I can't even think of what movie. I larb her. In. <laughs> I larb oh, good one. Nice. Um I can't remember what she's in, but um she's yeah, she's a great, great little actress. I love her. Um that sounded extremely sexist. To be honest, what I did is a great little actress. Yeah, she's uh, just a great little actress, isn't she? <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> um, but the thing about Spider-Man Homecoming is that I watched all of the other Spider-Mans before going, and you have this preconceived notion of what a Spider-Man movie should be, and it's because that's what we're used to. That's what we like. I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, so I'm just used to that epic awe movie mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's so awesome. And then you get into this one, and it's exactly like you said. This is totally just a Marvel movie. It's yeah. just another Marvel movie, and you have Spider-Man in there. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's. I forgot that that's what I was getting yeah, into. exactly. And so it took me a while to jump back in and be like, oh, yeah, this is just this is just Spider-Man done by Marvel. So um, I don't know. I I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, But it was just a different Spider-Man movie than I'm used to. And so it took me a while to adjust. But I I definitely agree with you. Tom Holland was awesome. Yeah. Loved that kid. I thought he did a great job playing Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Um, he I has say it down, man. He really has it. It's just he fits at least the writing and stuff that they have for it. He he fits it really well. He's just yeah. He and I the, think I think you know with this with this as far as 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 far as people playing 
Spider-Man and uh, Peter Parker. It's kind of third time's a charm type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Tobey Maguire, a lot of people had complaints about him, but I thought he was pretty good as an awkward Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andrew Garfield, I thought he was kind of better as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but I think that Tom Holland was better as both. You yeah. know, I yeah. think that he's definitely a better Spider-Man than either of those actors. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed Tom Holland. I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, but yeah, there's there's just a lot about this movie that, that was interesting. Um, but I think if you dump the, some of those preconceived ideas of what it's going to be, then you, you can't enjoy yourself. It's Go just, into it uh, with a little bit more of an open mind than maybe we did. I think I went in, uh, but also that's kind of hard because like we're just talking about. There's been so much Spider-Man in our lives, you know, especially if you were born in like the late 80s, early 90s, early 80s, like uh, it's just you've had a lot of that, that in your life. You've had Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, and then Spider-Man 1 and 2, and now another Spider-Man. Um, and it's not to say that, um, it you know, it doesn't ruin anything. Batman's done it as well, but it just kind of... It forms a little picture in your head, a little format of what a Spider-Man movie should be. And so, um, yeah, it was a little confusing for me at first. There was, from the jump, though, I kind of got into the movie just because of some of the humor. There was a little bit of humor um, in the beginning. I don't know if anybody out there watches Tim and Eric and, like, Awkward, things like that, or Portlandia, the show. But uh, there was a little news segment at the high school of, like, these two little kids. Oh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) I don't even know what they said, but it, like, zoomed in on a kid's face, like, really awkwardly, and it was just really quiet. No, uh, he asked asked that girl to prom, and she was like, I already have a prom date. And he was like, oh, okay. okay. And then he kind of just, like, looked awkwardly He looked awkwardly. I burst out laughing. That was probably the hardest I laughed throughout the whole movie. I don't know why. I Mm -hmm. just Everybody Mm -hmm. else was laughing at all the little, you know clearly corny things and then that scene popped up and i just died laughing because that's my kind of humor you know um yeah no but i like definitely i liked a lot of the the little little humor and the, the little jokes and there was there was really some funny things um but yeah what do you want to talk about first well, film. so it, it starts off and it says like a film directed by Peter Parker and it shows him because maybe we'll maybe we'll hold on a second until we get to the bad guy because it starts out with Michael Keaton as the uh-huh. bad guy and we can uh-huh. get in we can get into is it the vulture is uh-huh. that the that his name and the uh, shocker we get into his yeah. The Vulture and the Shocker. <laughs> yeah, the Shocker. <laughs> um, but a film directed by Peter Parker, and it shows him going through all the events of Civil War, and like he's got his own, uh, he's got his own little camera, and he's filming everything. And I thought that, that was, I thought that was a pretty cute idea. That was pretty fun. Cute. Um, yeah, it's a cute idea. Hey, that's what it is. <laughs> Call it what it is. Okay, it was cute. <laughs> but. Um, I know it was it was funny. I thought I thought that was a good idea, and then it kind of just shows the innocence of Peter Parker because he really is. Did he say he's sixteen? Is that fifteen or sixteen years yeah, old? Um, and you know he's Spider Man, but he's trying to find something something to do, something productive. He was part of the Avengers for like a second, yeah. and now he's just kind of cast back into Queens and just saving old ladies, you know, like helping old ladies across the street, finding some dude's bike, all that sort of stuff. And I thought that was a pretty funny bit. Yeah, the whole the whole bit of him walking around doing just very mundane tasks yeah. and not doing really a backflip for somebody. <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought I really liked that scene. I thought that was very fun. Um, and then it kind of goes into the high school yeah, uh, and shows Peter Parker living his daily life. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but his buddy, his friend, I thought I was going to love that kid. Didn't like him at all. I was not a yeah. big fan. And they focused a lot on... I think they relied on he him had for a lot of the lot. humor. And then say, I, one thing I'm just sorry to, to interrupt, but... Um, one thing that I said, like almost immediately after the movie, also Leanna said was, uh, I just think that some of the high school kid casts, like some of those kids, I don't know. I just, I couldn't get on board with a few of them. Like the flash kid, I really wasn't that about the love interest girl. I didn't think she was fine. I thought she was okay. The Zen- she was fine, but she played zero role. She yeah. had, like, no impact on the actual script. The Zendaya you know? was clearly the best, you know, and she's a... Yeah, she, she was she cool. She seems like a great little her. actress, and her story's going somewhere, so that's sweet. Great yeah. little actress? Jeez, sexist, dude. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. That was a good um, one. <laughs> but yeah, I thought she was uh, a great little actress. Um, and uh, I thought some of the chess club kids were funny. Actually, some of the like the little little kids, I thought they were mm-hmm. funny. I love that. I like that coach. Uh, the coach for the the what what were they doing? Academic, whatever the Olympics or something. Or no, it's Billy Madison. Um, <laughs> As you think about ethics, is, Eric. Uh, 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 but yeah, it, I just I couldn't connect, especially with that best friend. Sa- I, same as you, I wanted to like him. Um, and as the movie went on, he had one funny line though, and it was a. Spoil- oh man! Can I say? Yeah, that was. Yeah, go ahead because it's a funny line, and if you haven't seen it, maybe just stop listening now because we're gonna start spoiling spoilers. stuff. We'll let you know if we're gonna spoil the big one, but this is small. Yeah, but the, the teacher comes in on him right after he's helping out Peter Parker online. She's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm looking at." <laughs> he like kind of freezes and I laughed really hard at that. I thought that, I was, thought that was like a well fairly written. inappropriate line to throw into a, throw into this movie. I mean that, that that's borderline too far, but it also does occupy a good it's, it's just a good idea, yeah. you know, yeah. because it's he's doing something so ridiculous that that is a better alternative than explaining what he's actually <laughs> yeah. doing, you know. So I, th- I thought that was that was a really good thing. He has I a, he really has a few funny that. parts, you know. I don't want to. a few. I don't want to rip him say, apart or anything, you know. No, I, and I, I was rooting hard for him the whole time. I was, I was rooting for him, but it just his jokes didn't land. His character was kind of annoying for me a lot of the time yeah. because I wanted to get on to bigger and better things, yeah. and we're just still focusing on this kid that's obsessed with the fact that his buddy's Peter Parker, which who wouldn't be, you know? Yeah. But. At the same time, like, let's just move on from that. Um, so, yeah, the high school stuff didn't work out for me. I like the idea that they were in a very, uh, um, I don't know if it's a, whatever, a private smart school, school, but yeah, it's just a, yeah. a smart school, upper. One of them um, smart schools. Upper, yeah, an upper tier school. I'm sure that there had to be some sort of, uh, you know, you'd have to pay tuition or something to get in there. Um, so I, I like that idea. I thought that was cool. And it does explain why Peter Parker is so gifted and so smart. You know, he's able to produce his own webs and all that stuff. Um, so I, I thought that was cool. But yeah, Flash, I didn't like at all. Didn't enjoy him one bit. Um, I 
I mean, if you're going to do, if you're going to throw a lot of that old, like, Spider-Man stuff in, you got to do it well. You can't just pass it off the flashbuck on some guy that's just kind of like a meh character and actor. I don't think I know, I don't know if I really enjoyed I didn't like the, the way yeah. he delivered his lines either. Um, but as far as Spider-Man goes, yeah, I thought that, I thought that he was, I thought Spider-Man was pretty good for the first bit. I really enjoyed that. And then it gets into... Um, the use of his suit. So there's there's a couple scenes in which he puts the suit on and then he basically breaks past the training wheels pro- protocol or whatever and unlocks a whole new area of his suit, which is basically the female equivalent of Jarvis from Iron Man. Yeah. And she has all sorts of different web combinations and stuff Paltrow? that you can... No. Was not... it? I think it might be. Dang, dude, you might be right. I didn't notice if it was, and I can't believe that I didn't notice. I can't believe it's not butter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it might be. I don't know. There's a large margarine of error for things like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I just, I get it. It was kind of cool, but I don't want to see Spider-Man. What's that? What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I made a hand signal to David because I was just saying. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Um, but with with the Spider Man suit, yeah, I don't want to see the female version of Jarvis in Spider Man's suit. I want to see Spider Man who has his Spidey sense. He's able to react to things. He can see things coming. He has the web that he's created himself. I don't need to have Iron Man. Like a hybrid between Iron Man and Spider-Man. I don't want I just, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that that was so lame and it took away. And I get that that was like a big a big ploy in the rest of the movie is that he get, he gets his suit taken away and stuff and he has to do it all on his own. But it, it just was so long in the beginning of him get, being aided by Karen or whatever the... the the character's name was that there was that was the suit. It just I just did not buy into that bit, man. Yeah, it was it was yeah. very tiresome for me. Um, and I mean, a lot of that could be my bad with having preconceived ideas of what Spider Man should be. And I understand this is Marvel's take on a certain character, but yeah, I, I was not in on that. I just really did not enjoy Iron Man. Dude, I love like the Iron Man. I love Spider-Man the idea suit. of of a homemade Spider Man suit. You know, and him just putting mm-hmm. on a suit yeah. and going out, and uh, obviously, this this Spider Man's not as uh, gifted with sewing, but um, I, I I I enjoy just him putting on the suit, and I completely agree. You know, um, there's two sides to it, you know, and I I know there is a large fan base out there because I've already talked to a few friends that um, just love that side of it um and are so stoked that they're finally exploring different aspects of spider-man and stuff but uh yeah with the whole tony stark uh helping him out and the whole stark internship thing it's uh it's cool but i don't want to see another iron man movie that you know you know shoots web like that's not one of them at the theater for him there for a spider-man film especially like the drone stuff how there's like a little bug drone thing that he shoots out that's like scanning the ship it's like come on i don't want i don't want to i don't want that it's not what i want out of this film it's distracting me um and it's just another way to show off some cool cgi thing that they made you know Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah. So I completely agree. I just think it's it was a little bit strange. The only time I kind of liked it was when he was locked in that little warehouse thing and he had somebody to talk to. I thought that was kind of a unique scene. Um, but yeah, it was a little much. It was a little much. Yeah, and it, it did lend itself to some funny moments, but overall, I, I and I know it comes to play later, and we'll talk about that near the end. But it just, yeah, it took it took away from what Spider Man really is to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, before I guess before we go any further, maybe maybe we should just jump into Michael Keaton and the uh, the Vulture character yeah. here yeah. Um, because we're not going to talk about much if we don't. Um, so the movie starts out, and it's Michael Keaton and a bunch of guys, and they're taking a bunch of alien technology from the wreckage of something that happened. I can't even remember what event it was supposed uh, to it take was, place. It was after the, the very first, uh, I think, Avengers battle. Oh, it must... Yeah, you're right. It must have been all the all the tech from the... Uh, got the name of it? No. I can't remember what the name of those things aliens. are. Aliens. Takari or something. Okay. But anyway, Tukari. and so they're, they're using... <laughs> it's a Takati. Um but they're they're using the technology from all that stuff to make new like hybrid weapons um and more powerful weapons blah 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 and he kind of gives the middle finger to whoever he was talking to at the beginning and decides to do it anyway um and I thought that was a pretty good motivation for uh you know a bad guy I thought that was that was pretty good you know a couple like 8 years later he has a huge thriving um you know, black market business selling alien guns. Cool. It's good. And it makes sense that he would become like a super, a super villain in it himself, you know, owning that technology and utilizing it and having some guy experiment and make different and cool things with it. So I thought that was, I thought that was a cool, uh, a cool idea for a bad guy. And Michael Keaton's awesome. I don't know if they definitely played up his character at the beginning as well as they could have. Um, Near I the end, he, he got better. He got really good. Either. I would say I actually I kind of disagree on the opening scene. I thought it was very meh. Like going into this movie, it was Spider-Man: Homecoming. I was stoked, and the opening scene was that, and I was just like, like I don't know whether it was the acting in that scene or what it was, but I was just I was really thrown back. I think I would have rather them started out with something cool that Spider-Man was doing. Or just a cooler scene in general, rather than just like a bunch of people talking. I understand they're setting it up for him, but yeah, I I kind of <laughs> felt I kind of felt that you know obviously they just needed a villain in there, um, a villain to add to this teenage angst Spider-Man movie. Uh, but I felt like his his stuff was kind of rushed. It was it was, I guess in my mind, pretty rushed. It felt. Like, I didn't, I just didn't really understand the motivation. And then he's like, kills the guy. And I understand it was an accident and it's funny. But then he's talking about killing more people. And you're like, well, okay, then from the beginning, were you just like a psychopath then? Like, you yeah, were, no, so that's... you were already just like kind of over the edge? Or did you mm-hmm. tip over the edge just because some guy told you you couldn't work that day? Like, I don't know. Like, what is yeah. the motivation for this, this character? Like, I thought the motivation was okay. But, um, and Michael Keaton, yeah, I, I think he did a good job near the end, the car scene where they're driving when he's driving them to the homecoming dance and stuff. I thought that was pretty, pretty unique, I guess. Um, and his careful never, now, huh? Careful about spoiling into, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I I can't really say anything about his acting because he's just incredible. You know, 
And I no, always love Michael Keaton. Yeah, there's, no, there's no role I've ever not liked him in. He's one of those actors. He's like a Daniel Even a Day duplicity. Lewis. Yeah, duplicity. <laughs> I like that. That's such a good movie, actually. It is good. Um, um, but he's kind of like a Daniel Day-Lewis to me or something like that. When you watch him on screen, you forget that he is who he is in real life. There's certain mm-hmm. actors that you watch, like you're like, oh, that's James Franco. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, Michael Keaton, you're like, okay, this is, you know. This is Adrian Toomes, the vulture guy, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was um, the, and I totally understand what you're saying. I definitely didn't – I didn't see what had happened as, you know, warranted his behavior the way that he lashed out. Um, but they did have that speech – at some point in the movie where he talks about like, you know, Tony Stark being rich and they get to do with what do whatever they want, you know, but like, what about us? What about the little guy, you know? Uh-huh. And so that, that scene at the beginning, I think it's this demonstration of, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little guy. I'm a blue collar worker. You know, I'm working for my living every single day and you're going to take that away from me. And he gets really ticked off about that. And so then he decides to start a black market business. I'm not saying it's a really good plot. I'm just saying it's a de- it's a decent plot and a decent, motivation for me it had to have been explained later on for me to really grab a hold of it and be like okay no that's good you know but um it definitely it i i was like okay i i buy that i buy that that guy snapping like that um but i agree with exactly what you said it was definitely i would i would just rather he would have been dropped into like a vat of acid and (laughs) 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 you know and you're like okay he's evil now Cool. Yeah, yeah. Rather than, hey, I can't be here today. Okay, I'm psycho now. Okay. Doing it over here, doing it over there. That's another <laughs> freaking entourage reference. Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, Michael Keaton, I mean, it was, yeah, it was mad from the beginning, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know, where do you want to go from there? Uh, well, the shocker was funny, I thought. I really, I, the, the, the darn thing is I love that actor who played the first shocker guy. He's in Prometheus. I know, the guy from Prometheus. He was yeah. also in the OC. Yeah, uh, I love that guy. And so, you know, uh, spoiler, that guy dies, which was a funny bit. He's like, this isn't the anti-gravity gun? Yeah, he oh. just accidentally kills <laughs> yeah. him. Accidentally yeah. kills the guy. Uh, so I thought that was funny. But yeah, I like that actor, so I was disappointed he went away. But then I love how, um, you know, the other guy just becomes the shocker number two. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's and he was guy. pretty good. He's he was good. Actor. I like that actor, too. Him. You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing I will note. The casting in this movie, besides the high schoolers, was really well done. There was a lot of, like, there's a lot of comedians and uh, recognizable faces that are kind of, like, have just been in the mix for years. That just Donald Glover, man. Yeah, Donald Glover. He was a couple of my favorite parts of the movie. Just anytime he's on screen, you're so drawn to whatever he's saying, even if he's mumbling. Like, I actually, uh, I was thinking about it last night, and I'm curious to know if he had a hand in writing um, his the scenes that he was in. I'm just curious if he had like a hand in writing that that dialogue that he speaks because he was so it was so quick and so funny and I know he's an excellent writer so I was kind of curious if he had any sort of a hand in that uh, or if he had any of a hand had a hand in writing writing whatsoever for the movie. I don't I don't know if he did. Um, I have no idea. Like I could see it happening though. I don't see yeah. why not. But he's terrific, man. 
He's, yeah, he's great. I, I really enjoyed the scenes. I thought that he had one of the funniest. That was one of the funniest Peter Parker lines when he sticks Donald Glover's hand to the back of his car. Oh, yeah. And he's like, that'll wear off in two hours. And he's like, dude, no, I just gave you information. You got to let me out of this. And he's like, you're a bad guy. You deserve this. He's like, no, nope, you deserve it. You're a bad guy. <laughs> and he just runs off. I, I thought that was a pretty funny bit. That was good. Um so yeah, but let's let's move on to there's the scene when Peter Parker's thinking about going and showing off for all the kids and I was like, yeah, you know, that would have been cool if he did it, but he didn't. He got into whatever. Um but they go to Washington DC to uh he tries to follow the vulture guy who he's already had somewhat of a small run in with and you already have seen Iron Man at that point too, which um, maybe we should talk about that. There's too much Iron Man in this movie. Yeah. There's just, there's just too much there's, Avengers. There's too, too much, much Avengers. Man. There's too much overshadowing. It's like, uh, it's Civil War was an incredible movie, but with Civil War, it's not Captain America. It's not a Captain America movie. Not to say I wanted to see another Captain America movie. No, but, I don't care uh, about Captain America that much. But it's just one of those things where like you watch the movie and there's just like a billion characters and you come out of it like, Okay, well, it was like kind of Captain America esque movie. So with Spider Man, I was I was hope I mean they it did focus on mainly Spider Man the whole time, but there was just a lot of outside stuff going on that was just a little bit distracting. Like just too much mm-hmm. Tony Stark, um, mm-hmm. which I love Robert Downey Jr. You know, don't get me wrong. Me too. Like, I think the Iron Man is one of the. I think him is Tony Stark is one of the best characters in. I mean, not even just superhero movies, but in any movie. Yeah. Like, I really like Iron Man. It. The first Iron Man is probably still my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. Maybe over Avengers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, but yeah, I just, I agree with you. There's just a lot of, lot of Avengers uh, talking. Too and much. It, it was just too much. It was just distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't. I mean, I'm. Not, I was just wasn't crazy about that, but I definitely really liked the uh, the. The Washington Monument scene. I thought yeah. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was, was well very done. cool. Yeah, very cool scene. Very enjoyable. Um, and then the whole uh, fairy scene. I thought that that was pretty awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very entertaining. You get to see Spider-Man take on some dudes in a really cool way. But then again, Iron Man comes in. That I mean that scene. That's the scene that I actually really enjoyed Iron Man in because Spider-Man screwed up. Uh-huh. You know, Spider-Man messed up big. So Iron Man comes and takes the suit away from him, and that's where you get the whole arc near the end of the movie of if you're nothing without without this suit, then you don't deserve to have it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that idea, and that's where the movie took off a lot for me. Yeah. Because that whole beginning was cool and entertaining, but that's when I was like, okay, sweet, we got Spidey back. Like this yeah. is what I want to see, you yeah. know. Um, so I, I was super, I was super pumped at that moment. And then, you know, Tony Stark takes the back seat for the rest of the movie. You don't really see him again for a while. Yeah. And I was very relieved too. There's just way too much Avengers in this movie. Way too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so, so what do you think? Let's talk about the big spoiler. Cause we kind of moved through most of the plot. Are you, are you cool skipping, skipping most of that stuff in the middle there? Yeah. Anything yeah, else feeling, you'd like to point out? Feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. So you find out because... It just shows Peter Parker being a normal guy, just doing his everyday, like, school life, having fun. And he asks the girl to the prom, who her name is Liz, I think. Um, not the prom, homecoming, um, which I don't even apparently know. I homecoming is a formal yeah, dance. Yeah, it's Liz. It's Liz. Um, but I don't remember having a – I don't remember 
homecoming being like that big of a thing. It's like you go to the football game, then you go to the dance after, right? But, I got kicked out of my senior homecoming. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even doing anything wrong. I was just. I'm sure you were doing something wrong, buddy. <laughs> if you got kicked out of the dance, you're probably doing something wrong, but I'll side with whatever teacher decided to kick you out every time. <laughs> you would have been the teacher that would have kicked me out. Hey, Jerk. Jones, you're out. Um, anyway. But, so anyway, he goes to pick up Liz and he rings and opens the door. And it's been such a nice little like 10, 15 minute was, sequence yeah. of him doing just doing well. And opens up the door, and it's what's what's the dude's name? What's his actual character's name? Uh, Do you know? I just it's you said Adri- it Adrian Toomes. A- Adrian Toomes, whatever. It's the vulture. Yeah. It's Michael Keaton, it's just Adrian. with a big smile on his face. And that five to seven minutes of interaction between Peter Parker and that guy, that was that was, was the, the highlight of the, of the film. Movie. It was it was incredible. I yeah. was I was blown away by that twist. I thought that that was just such an awesome. Oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Maybe I'll try to throw something in there. Um, if you're listening past the, you know, everything. We've yeah, we warned said. you spoilers earlier. Yeah, spoiler. So, um, but yeah, I mean that was just such an awesome twist. Is that he's just going out with this yeah. girl, and her dad is the bad is guy. Is the bad guy. I thought that was. Awesome. And how he so kind good. of knows too. How how you know the vulture kind of knows what's going on. I guess he kind of catches on when they're in he the car. Figures it out in yeah, the car. When, yeah. yeah, he's like, I know your voice. Yeah, you know, because he's talked to him. He, yeah. You know, he's had an interaction with him before. I think but I love I love seeing Michael Keaton's character that the character talking to Peter Parker before he knows because yeah. he's like, oh, come on, let's go, Pedro. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just the way the way that he, you know, he calls him Pedro, calls him Pete, calls him all sorts of yeah, I think that totally... interaction is some of the some of the best acting in the film. I think that's when t- a good natured dad and some guy was taking your daughter out for the first time to her homecoming dance. You'd totally be messing with him, but I would totally try to be lighthearted about it the way that Michael Keaton is in that yeah. scene. So I Oh gosh, I love that. I you thought know, that was great. You know what I just thought about? Tom Holland's acting. You know a good actor when they're, you know, across from an established actor that is clearly just going to do a great job and then they do a great job. Like Tom Holland, I think some of his best acting in the film was when he was hand in hand with with uh Michael Keaton. Like mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. scene right there in the house when he was taking the pictures and like looking just so well done and same with the mm-hmm. car scene um mm-hmm. it really shows what like a young kid just how much stress they would be under like there's no way of faking that you know you wouldn't be sitting mm-hmm. in the car like yeah, yeah huh, huh. you'd just be like oh my gosh <laughs> like, just freaking yeah. out so yeah so i thought yeah that was that was really well done and i did really like because earlier in the movie that liz girl asked peter parker to go swimming and he turned he just is like I'm Spider Man. Yeah, and then he just pieces out yeah. and leaves. And that was a good shot too. Life. Him's like sitting there watching all the the kids go swimming, and he's like, "I got. We have bigger fish to fry." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I and yeah. I love that. I love putting the character into that. You know, um, that conflict of of character where I've got bigger and better things to do, uh-huh. but the girl that I like just asked me to go swimming. That you know, yeah. 
I mean, hey, <laughs> as a guy in his late twenties, that'd be a tough thing to turn down, you know. Yeah. But like, if you're if you're like fifteen or sixteen years old, that would be a difficult difficult decision to make. Yeah. Um. So I, I love that Spider Man continually chooses being Spider Man over being Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, he yeah. always chooses to be the hero rather than go after his own selfish interests. Um. So, but when when uh when the Vulture finally discovers, wait, I know your voice. You were gone for that little segment of time. You must be Spider-Man. And then he yeah. offers to do the dad speech and tells the girl to go ahead. Grabs his gun. <laughs> yeah, grabs his gun. All right, let's have a talk. Yeah. I, that scene was great. And I love the way that he threatens him. And the entire time, Peter is just sitting in the back of the car. And he's already got his decision well made. Yeah, yeah. He's got that just stoic look on his face. You're threatening me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to go after you as soon as I get out of this car. Yep. And I, I loved it. I thought yeah. that was I thought that was terrific. I thought both actors did it very well. Um, I love the scene of Peter Parker walking into the dance and just saying, you don't deserve this, and just running out and just deciding to do the Spider-Man thing and chase after him. Um, so I thought that was a great scene. What did you think of after that? He, he confronts the vulture. And the vulture kind of tricks him and crushes him by that that wall. And Peter Parker has that moment where he's got a huge piece of cement sitting on top of him. And he's like, come on, Spider-Man, come yeah. on, Spider-Man, yeah. trying to push it off of him. What do you think of that scene? I I thought it was... Okay, there was, like, just a couple scenes in the movie. And we've just, like, just a couple scenes that we've just talked about. Like that Michael Keaton and Tom Holland scene. And then that scene when he lifts the thing off of him. I thought those were probably the two most emotional scenes in the film for me, like I actually kind of felt something because that was my biggest problem with this film after seeing it is I really didn't feel much the whole time besides a couple laughs, very lighthearted. Um, I'll go into the music later because I just thought that's the a huge part of the error was just because the music was terrible. But um, I thought that scene was really great. Um, that him like lifting it off. The music kind of seemed cool too, like building up and stuff. Um, and then going after the vulture. That was great. I thought the climactic battle on the plane was... I think all the plane fighting was really cool when they were on top of, like, the jet. I thought that was really cool. And falling down. Like, it was a, it was a pretty good climax for the film. I thought they did a pretty great job. Yeah. Um, so... I really, I really like the scene of Peter Parker pushing that thing off of him. I thought that, that I was really very emotional. Then that was a very cool scene. That was about the only time in the whole movie where I was emotionally impacted. Um, but yeah, when he flies off and then he connects himself to the plane, I disconnected big time. I was yeah. like, this is not the climax of a Spider-Man movie to me. He's like hanging on a plane, gets it to crash, and then they kind of duke it out for a little bit, and then he ends up, the vulture ends up blowing himself up, and Peter Parker saves him. You know, it was like, I mean, I understand. I liked that part, that he saved the vulture, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but fighting on a plane? Eh. It's no good for me. And it comes down to... God, bare fist uh, Spider-Man versus the Green Goblin. Just so sick. I know. It was so sick, man, that first movie and the second. Uh -huh. um, but th it comes back to this the line that, um, that Tony Stark says to him at the very beginning of the movie. Um, Why don't you stay close to the ground, be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Yeah. And it's something that I didn't think of until even after the movie, but I was... I was thinking to myself, we don't have the generic Spider-Man going on right now. He's very close to the ground. 
He's not really swinging around that much. He's doing stuff with his powers, but he's not doing what we usually expect of him, and that is being in downtown freaking New York swinging on yeah. skyscrapers. Yeah. That's what you expect out of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that's what I think of when I think of Spider-Man, and you get none of that none in this that. entire movie. Just a couple, and a couple neighborhood that scenes might be, And I think that that's why they brought that line in there is because they kind of want to save that for, like, the sequel or something. Like, this is Spider-Man kind of growing up and playing it, playing it close, you know, uh, staying close to the ground, whatever. Um, and so if that's what they're doing, I support that. I understand that. But it is difficult to get through this first movie to get to that, to get to the good stuff that I want to see. Because you just want to um, see him swinging in between skyscrapers and yeah, yeah. jumping and off it's like, okay, buildings. he's staying close to the ground. Oh, so the climax, we're going to take him on a plane. So he's to- taking totally out of his element. Yeah. You know, he's up in the air flying. And like, I get it, but it just it just didn't make for that satis- – it wasn't a satisfying ending for me at all. Like the, the last battle was just not cool, and I was so on board with that conversation between Michael Keaton and Tom Holland and then, you know, the pushing off of the cement. Like I just I just was so into that, and then it just totally just buzz killed yeah. it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wasn't a big fan of the ending. I mean it was entertaining, very cool, you know, very cool to watch, but I just thought that there could have been something better. Um Gotta be so, something yeah. more. Gotta be more Gotta than, be more than this. this. Sorry. Um, what is that? I feel like that song plays at Texas Roadhouse a lot. Oh, that is. That's like a, that's like a I don't know, some, anyway. some little country singer girl. Something. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, I, but I do, I completely agree, dude. I think, uh, the climax was just kind of meh. Can I actually, since I brought it up a second ago, though, what did you think of the music in this film? No, I think that that's something that we need to talk about. So um, it was Mike Giacchino, or Giacchino, however you pronounce it, Gosh, who was the so guy is, that did Rogue that One. Is that two in a row now? For... Yeah, because I didn't like oh. the music in Rogue One that much. Um, but that's not entirely his fault, because Rogue One's music is actually pretty good. It just doesn't use the Star Wars themes as much as it should. And it's like, yeah. you're making a Star Wars movie. You can use the Star Wars You can Wars use them as much as you want. Yeah. Um I think that's that the theme for this Redis in Spider-Man. Um I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. It's just Here's the thing. We're not giving the music a chance in this movie. You and I, you you're not giving the music a chance and you know it. Because you're comparing it to Danny Elfman. And the Danny Elfman music in 1, 2, and 3 is so incredible. It's amazing. And this one was just kind of lackluster. It's like, okay, it's a decent theme. It had a couple of moments where it was pretty good, but it never stuck out to me in any way or any fashion. Um, and so it, it just, yeah, it, it never was really that satisfying. Um, but that's a complaint that I have over every single Marvel movie yeah. that has come out other than Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's because Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't even use original scores. Um, So, yeah, the music is just kind of... It's very background-ish. It doesn't make a statement about a movie. superhero music. Yeah. It's It's not Hans Zimmer Dark Knight, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be the second half of this thing that we're watching, or like the other 40% of this thing that we're watching, you know? It's more Mm -hmm. of like a 20% type deal. And Mm -hmm. in that climax... Like even if the even if the scene was not the best, like if there was some crazy music in that ending scene, heart you know heart heart throbbing, heart wrenching, 
just like crazy piano, maybe some electric guitar, screamo. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> the dude but, from Mad Max riding on top of the yeah! truck. <laughs> but just, just something more. That's all I really wanted. Um, and it's funny when they started the movie, there was oh, I can't remember the song. It's like a classic, classic rock song that played. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know why I can't think. Of I kind of was like, uh oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, after seeing the Thor Ragnarok trailer and having it being like, you know, that type of Guardians of the Galaxy feel, and then it's starting the movie with that, I was like, oh no, are we doing that? <laughs> Shoot. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, no. no, I hear you. I had the exact same thought. I was like, oh, "You guys don't don't go too overboard with this, though." Don't it's not, do that too much. Because then you, because uh, we shouldn't talk about the other Spider-Man movies, but it is so it's worth being said. In the Amazing Spider-Man, when they play Cold Blaze till Kingdom Come during that scene, oh god, I love that song so much. But why? This is the why? satisfactory moment where Spider-Man's learning how to use his powers and you play like the most slow, boring Coldplay song that there is. So weird. Don't get me wrong. I love that song. But why? <laughs> why would you use that? Just figure it out, everybody. Who's running know, these ships, you know? <laughs> but I mean, and yeah, it's... I like Mike. I like Mike Giacchino. I'm rooting for him every time. But he is not coming through. Like I want him to. Johnny Dubs, and just make it through episode nine, please. Please, buddy. Just <laughs> please. please stay alive, stay alive. But <laughs> <laughs> stay alive, stay alive, stay alive. <laughs> I care so much about him as a person. I want him to live a long and happy life, but I really want him to make <laughs> the music, music for episode too. nine. Oh. Yeah. Worst yeah. people ever. Sorry, everybody. Well, um, I mean, come on. We're we're all selfish people at the end of the day, and we want good music in our Star Wars movie. Yeah. And I love John Williams. So I, love I don't him. feel yeah. bad saying I want him to stay alive. I love him more than, I don't know. <laughs> Probably have like 15 really close people in my life, and then John Williams, you know, he's like that if 16th you could, that I don't yeah. even know. About. <laughs> if you had to cut chocolate or John Williams out of your life, Chocolate, hands down. Yeah, I would cut chocolate out of my life, too. I've but, never been a big chocolate fan, though. <laughs> See, why'd you say that? Because I don't even like chocolate that much, either. What about... Okay. Your favorite food. Like, if you had to cut steak or John Williams out of your life. Steak? Oh, you like I steak cut, a lot. I do. I like steak a lot. You cut steak. I don't know. Send this message us or email us your thoughts on whether you... On that. Yeah. If you'd cut your favorite favorite uh favorite food out or John, or John Williams. Williams. Most people would say easily John Williams because <laughs> yeah. they probably don't care that <laughs> now, much. Now that I'm thinking about this, we're gonna get like thirty responses that are just John Williams hands down. Easy. <laughs> I've never even seen Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But E. T. Um no, I'm just kidding. Um oh, where were we even? So yeah, just the climate and the music. I mean Yeah, the music yeah, the music was it's always it's been meh. Every single good. Marvel movie, the music yeah. is just meh. So whatever, it's fine. Like it doesn't play an actual emotional impact into the movie. Whatsoever. I'm not expecting anymore, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I but, really, I'm starting to expect less from Marvel yeah. movies. Um, let's let's just briefly wrap up Spider-Man: Homecoming. Just that ending. That mentioned. ending scene. Yeah. Which was funny. Which, I, ending, which uh, ending scene? Well, 
Okay, so I like how, so, you know, he saves him, whatever. That was good. Um, and then he basically tells the girl that uh, he was sorry, but at the end of the day, he chooses Spider-Man oh, over her one again. Th- I'm so sorry, but one thing, that yeah. this, this just popped in my head. Okay, so there's a scene. He's sitting on top of the roller coaster at the theme park. His face is beaten and bloodied up, right? And I don't know, you might have to, like, refresh me on what Spider-Man's, like, powers are, but it flashes to, like, the next day at school, or almost the next day, probably, like, three, four days, maybe a week later, and his face is perfect. There's not a cut, not a bruise, nothing. And it literally went from him sitting on, a, on the roller coaster, his face was, like, completely bloody, then it goes straight to, like, perfect face. And I just really... That really threw me off. And I, I know that's such a small thing, but I was like, he, he had to have had like a black eye or something. Like, there has to be something there, right? You know, like, does he have like healing abilities or like quicker healing abilities than most, like regeneration? Well, I think that Spider-Man has regenerative well, capabilities. <laughs> does have the no, bite. I, I, I don't know. Should we make the Gumblegorf joke? Um, yeah, exactly. No, I I don't. I don't really know what the regenerative capabilities of Spider-Man are. He's not Wolverine. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he maybe heal quicker than most people. I don't necessarily think that that bugged me because I kind of just assumed that it was a week later or something like that. It didn't. It didn't feel like it was the next day or anything to me. Um, but that, I mean, that's a good. That's a good point because Peter Parker's always got bruises on and stuff in the yeah. other movies. Um, so no, that that's a great point. I definitely. I didn't Small really think thing. Much of that. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, we're picking it apart. So there's, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Um, but I liked Spider-Man choosing Spider-Man over yeah. the girl in the end. You know, he doesn't like try to do some weird thing of being like, don't move from me. I'm Spider-Man. You know, mm-hmm. he just keeps his secret and lets her go. Let's her mm-hmm. leave. I thought that was cool. Um, they revealed that that Sedea is what's her name? Sedea? Zendaya. She's, uh, Zendaya. Yeah, she's, she's MJ. Michelle is MJ. Yeah, that's that's whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, it's cool. No, it's true. I thought, it's I thought her acting was great in the movie, so I'm excited to see where they go with it. Also, it's a little she, twist, you know. When she can, flips him off in the uh, yeah, that was at the dance. I thought that that was really funny. I laughed out loud at that. Also, the um, the little twist because uh, Peter Parker is always obsessed with MJ, and in this mm-hmm. version, she's obsessed with him. So I think that's the kinda, character, not the substance. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Ugh. Um, (laughs) but yeah so that was that was cool (laughs) i could like i could see how annoyed you were that i said that just talking about the movie i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i have no other meanings besides the movie Um, um yeah so i thought that was cool and then moving on past that the avengers he goes to the Avengers new quarters that look like the same mm. ones. Um, and I thought that scene was really clever. Actually, I thought that was great that it was like, suppose. So basically Iron Man or Tony Stark says, Hey, we got a press conference called up. We got a sweet new suit for you. You made it. You're in the, you're in the group. You're in the team, blah, blah, uh, put on the suit. We'll have the press conference. You can be Spider-Man. You can be part of the Avengers. We'll move you in. And Peter Parker says, I'm good. Yeah, I'd like to do the high school Peter Parker for a while. I want to do my own thing. Um, and then he's like, was this a test? 
and he's like, you passed. So, I, I mean, I thought that was... I and then Pepper pretty... Potts bursts through the door, and there's, like, a bunch of reporters behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it wasn't a test. Oh, I love that. It is... That's one of the better Tony Stark bits, you yeah. know? Where it's like, this guy is actually so, like, self-enthralled and delusional that he would think it's good to call a press conference to introduce the Spider-Man as the new <laughs> yeah. Avenger. You know, like, he's just... He's... Yeah. Hilarious. Tony Stark is amazing. And... Yeah. There's too much of him in this movie, but not to say that I don't love the character. Yeah. So I thought that was a great bit, but I definitely enjoy the fact that Spider-Man, Peter Parker's like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I want to be Spider-Man. Yeah, good That's theme. Me. Good theme. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, so, uh, John Favreau, happy. Just a little quick mention. I thought he did a great job. It's good to see I John. Was, I was going to bring that up. That was going to be my one of my last points is that I thought that John Favreau did a great job. Maybe a little bit too much of him in this movie, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, just because he's hearkening back to the Iron Man days, uh-huh. you know, it's just it's just invading the movie a little bit. But I always love John Favreau. Always great director, great actor. Good always, to see him. always happy to see him. Um, so that's good. But yeah, the fact that he wants to be, go back and be Peter Parker, um, I think is kind of the theme of the movie. You know. So we've we've trash talked a lot of it being an Iron Man, you know, hybrid of Spider-Man, blah, blah. Um, but at the end of the day, it, he wants to go back and do his own thing. Um, and I thought that that was a good point to the movie. He's staying close to the ground, blah, blah, blah. But if he gets in that freaking suit again and that Karen lady starts talking and we don't see Spider-Man as just Spider-Man, I'm going to be so angry in the next I know. movie. I know. It's just going to it's going to buzzkill it, you know? Yeah. So that's that's my only concern. I was just I was just tired of the Iron Man stuff. Yeah, I just want to see Spider Man. So yeah, I, I I feel the same way. It's funny that's actually two movies, kind of in a row that we had very similar feelings about. I wonder when the next one is uh, that we're gonna really disagree <laughs> on something. We're we're very similar, I suppose. But yeah, this one. I mean, it's. Are you thinking that we're gonna disagree on Wonder Woman or something? I don't know. Oh, you haven't seen that. No. Yeah, but yeah, Dunkirk, we're probably going to have the same feelings about it. I don't know, but these are all very, I I don't know, I, I would imagine these are very common feelings about this movie. There is, however, a huge fan base of people for these movies that are super, super, super fans um, that are going to love everything and anything. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and aren't in, aren't into the the music and uh, and cinema aspect of things as as we are. They're not as as into that. So yeah, you know, I appreciate everybody that loved this film because I would say it's a good film. You know, it's, it's a, a good movie. It's a great movie. I'll it's watch it again. Fun, I'm so movie. excited to see Tom Holland in the Avengers. Stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it was cool to see what they did. So. I think I think the only reason that this movie falls so short with with you and I is that um is that we are such big fans of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's we're just constantly comparing it comparing, to that and yeah. it's just not going to measure up. It's not going to measure up. That first Spider-Man was so freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that in a later podcast. I definitely want to do that that whole shindig. But um yeah, I think that the next one I'll be looking forward to is Black Panther. I think that movie looks awesome. Very yeah, excited to see that director take on Black Panther, the guy that directed Creed. I can't remember his name, but um, yeah, we'll see. What, we'll see what comes out from Marvel. There should be some good stuff ahead. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok so. looks fun. Avengers: Infinity War looks looks. I mean, obviously, it's going to be great. Uh, Black Panther mm-hmm. is going to be great. They have a lot of stuff 
coming out. Um, and then mm-hmm. we'll get into the DC universe on a different on a different date. Different yeah, we're gonna talk DC and Wonder Woman Can't at wait. some point here. So yeah, we'll just do DC as our whole burning desire. So, um, but okay, man. Well, I think we've we've said what we needed to say. Let's bring her back to the uh, the rock and roll. What do you think, man? Would you rather watch this? Or School of Rock? Um, School of Rock, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. Yeah, man, it's not. That's not any. That's not a difficult one at all. Freddie Jones. Rather watch School. Freddie Jones, baby. You know, yeah, maybe we were making. Hey, it's very, very relevant of School of Rock, though. High it school. Is. It has school a, stuff like that. I'm not cool enough. I'm not cool know? enough. So yeah. Yeah, that kid would have been a great character in the show. Yeah, he'd have been I would much rather had him as the side mm, character. Uh, maybe. What if Jack Black was just the best friend? That I would have loved. What if Jack Black was Spider Man? Do you remember oh. that dude? Jack Black was Spider Man in MTV um, MTV Movie Awards. He did a spoof where he was Spider Man. Oh. It's really funny. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it's got some super inappropriate jokes, but gotta love Jack Black. Yeah, but, you know, it's not saying that if it's not as good as School of Rock, it's not saying it's a bad movie. I think it's a good movie, uh, but... It's just not as good as School of Rock. (laughs) It's just a little tough to rival with, (laughs) you know. We're talking big things here. Um, Yeah, so at the end of the day, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming was was a pretty good movie. I I enjoyed it. I had much higher expectations only because I'm basing it off of other content, so... Yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah, good uh, podcast, good talk. If you guys want to uh, find us on social media, we have a Twitter at Professor underscore Jones, Instagram Professor Podcast. We have Facebook Professor Jones Podcast. You can look us up on that. Also, our SoundCloud where we broadcast all of these is Professor Jones. Um, and also, we have a website that is under construction and should be out here in the next few weeks. So we're all looking forward to that, Greg. Um, yeah, so yeah, reach out to us, uh, on any of those and, uh, and, uh, we'd love to answer any and all questions and take any suggestions Yeah, on topics that we should cover stuff we should talk about. So, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. good. but, and also I think I did this on the last one, but we're going to give Michael Corson a shout out for the music playing before and after. Absolutely. It's very cool. Amazing music. And uh, Leanna Preston for all the artwork that she does to uh, does for us <laughs> for all the artwork that she does to us. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> We're gonna have a really really huge back tattoo. Yes, yeah, she has a so. big <laughs> tattoo on my back. That she's actually doing right now. Um, it's of David's David's arms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Leanna Preston for the amazing artwork she does. If you haven't seen it, check out our Facebook. She does super creative uh, little renditions of me and David's faces um, in the theme of each movie that we're talking about. It's really cool. So, um, yeah. All right. Good All talk. Right. Good podcast. Living our lives a quarter mile at a time. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>